Thank you, Lord. We have no one but yourself on earth and also in heaven. And Lord, we pray that capture our heart this time. Also touch us with your word. That we may be transformed by your living word. We were no longer the same. Thank you for this wonderful time together. We commit the whole time into your hand. Speak to our heart, Lord. In the name of our Lord Jesus, we pray. Amen. Let's turn to Gospel of Luke. We will turn to a very familiar passage. And this is almost our theme verse in the past few months. So let's turn to Luke chapter 1, verse 17. He will also go before him in the spirit and power of Elijah. Now he referred to John the Baptist. And the next one, him, referred to Christ. So John the Baptist will also go before Christ in the spirit of power of Elijah. To turn the hearts of the Father to the children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just. To make ready a people prepared for the Lord. Now we know that Lord is coming back very soon. In his first coming, we know that John Baptist went before him. Now his mission was to make ready a people prepare for the first coming of Lord. Now we are borrowing this verse. Because we know that our Lord will come back very soon. This is second coming. So we are called to be just like John the Baptist. Now our mission again is to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. Now how we are going to accomplish this wonderful what the secret we can reach our goal? Now, important thing is, John the Baptist went before him in the spirit and power of Elijah. So, very important, not only spirit of Elijah, also power of Elijah. So, 
Now, if we want to borrow this verse, if we want to learn how to make ready a people prepare for the Lord, now for sure we have to clothe with the spirit and power of Elijah. Now, how much we know about Elijah? So, we really ask the Lord to teach us. This is not only our theme verse. This ought to be our life. This verse ought to be very real in our life. This is not only uh, this is not only uh, the theme which occupies us for this year, probably. Now we have as a law in what way we may accomplish his will. Now first we have to try to find out what kind of world the John Baptist was born into. Then we compare this world to our world. Facing the world of John the Baptist. What John Baptist should do? The same principle facing the world today. How we are going to do? In this kind of crook and hostile world. How we can make ready a people prepared for the Lord. If this world is crooked, if this world is evil, how we are able to ready a people of holiness? Sanctify to Himself and prepare. For the Lord's coming. So how much you know about the world? You live in today. So in order to understand that, we have to go back to the Bible to find out what kind of world he was facing. So I think let's turn to chapter 3 of Luke. And read verse 1 to verse 2. Now, in the 15 years of reign of Tiberius Caesar, Pontius Pilate being governor of Judea. Herod being tetra of Galilee, his brother Philip, tetra of Eturia, and the region of Traconitis, and Lysanias, tetra of Abilene. While Annas and Caiaphas were high priests, the word of God came to John, the son of Zechariah, in the wilderness. Now this, this was the world John the Baptist was born into. Not only he was born into this world, 
He also grew up in that world. So what he can do with that world? In what way he can resist that world? In what way he can transform the world? And then we were told that the word of God came to John, son Zechariah, in the wilderness. After 400 years of silence, God nearly never spoke to his people in the world. After 400 years of silence, because God knows that God will raise a people to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. And God knows very well what kind of world He was facing. And God knows the only solution to solve the problem in the day of John the Baptist. And God Himself broke the silence. For 400 years, you find no words in the world. Think about it. Now, for 100, 400 years, God has no word. As if God has no interest in the world. Now God has no word for the world. So brothers, here remember, after 400 years, the word of God came to John in the wilderness. Somehow you found a voice in the wilderness. For 400 years of silence, you don't hear any voice. If you want to know the God's will, during that 400 years, there's no way out. So remember, all of a sudden, God broke the silence. What kind of force to force on God to speak again? Because in the wilderness, God had chosen a vessel called John the Baptist. Facing such a crooked and hostile world. Do you think John the Baptist could do anything with it? In what way, in what energy John the Baptist is able to change the whole thing? So here we find a secret. If somehow in the wilderness, you could find the voice of God, that's the beginning of making ready people before for the Lord. Now, my brother and sister, do we have that voice? We are talking about making ready a people prepared for the Lord. And we are ready like John the Baptist. We are willing to face the whole world. But do you know what kind of world you are facing? Do you see that? When you hit a stone, 
Be sure you don't use an egg to face the truth. Hit the stone. If you recognize you're only not, not, some, nothing but an egg. Now, brothers and sisters, when you're facing the stone of rock, now you know if you hit with your egg, you are bound to do it. You are bound to fail. You will never realize what the world entrusts you. So, brother, sister, what is our method today? When we talk about making readier people prepare for the Lord, in what way we are going to face this world? Now, first, you know, Holy Spirit try in a uh, try in the long sentence to describe the world where uh, which John the Baptist was born into. Holy Spirit never wastes his ink. You know, when he put these words in Luke chapter 1, 3, verse 1, it cannot be by accident. You know, every word is very important. Because every word will spell out what kind of world of, of, of uh, the, the, John, the world the John Baptist was facing. Now, first, we were told that it was in the year of the reign of Tiberius Caesar. In other words, they were under the Roman Empire. Now, don't forget. Now, John the Baptist only had six months older than Lord Jesus. So, the, the, the world John the Baptist was facing is exactly the world when Jesus was born. When Jesus was born, now he was born under the reign of Augustus Caesar. Now we know Augustus is one of the first one of the first emperors in the Roman Empire. Now after many years, when our Lord about to be crucified, when John the Baptist was in the wilderness, now it's no longer the reign of Augustus Caesar. Now there's another king, another emperor. Called Tiberia Caesar. And then we find Pontius Pilate. The governor of Judea. Now you know very well. He served uh, he served uh, to be the governor of Judea. As a representative of Roman Empire. When our Lord Jesus was before Pontius 
Actually, he was under the judgment of Roman Empire. So in general, the world is called the Roman Empire. in the land of Judea, in the land of wilderness where John the Baptist was in, and you find a representative of Roman Empire there. And so it's very clear. You find the Roman world here. And then you find the hero. And this hero is not hero of the great. When our Lord was born, it was the hero of the great. Now, after so many years, you know, the hero of the great was died, was dead. And then his, his sons took over the land. And then you discover that Hera, Hera Antipas took Galilee. Another son of Hera called Philip take another part of the land. So politically, these are the king of Jews. is a part of the Jewish world. But when we talk about the Jewish when we talk about the Jewish world, we will this we will talk about two parts. Now one part is political part. Another part is religious part. So here we here the Bible spell out the political part of the Jewish world. Do you remember King the Great went to Rome? Went to Rome. Now, 41 before Christ. And he was, he was given a title called the King of the Jews. So, politically speaking, if you talk about Jewish world, you definitely talk about the world of heroes. Because he was supposed to be the king of the Jews. So that's why when the wise men came to Jerusalem, knowing that the king of Jews were born, was born. No wonder the king, the great, the hero of the great was very nervous. So now it's no longer in the time of king, the hero of the great. But somehow the influence of that king of Jews is still there. Through the presence of his sons. So, so now you can see this is the Jewish world. But we are talking about political part. How about the religious part? They were told Annas and Caphias were high priests. Remember, if you talk about religious world, no doubt the Bible talks about the priest, the chief priests. And either they, they, are, they are high priests or they already uh, no longer in that position. 
But even that, they still occupy very high position in the in uh, in uh, 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 in the highest court of uh, Jewish highest court. So they still occupy very important positions. So that's why in New Testament Bible calls the chief priests. And the chief priests include today's great priest, great high priest, and also high priest no longer in the position. So now it's very clear, brother and sister. Here you have a Jewish world. Political one. And also religious one. Then we come to another ver- another name called Lysanias Tetra of Abilene. Now Abilene is a low, is a very important name. Because this one of Decapolis. You remember when our Lord was on earth. Now he came to the other side of Sea of Galilee. Now we were told that he was in Decapolis. Deca means ten. Polis means cities. So you find there were Greek city or Roman city, ten cities in that area. So there is very clear. When you come to Abilene, today we call it Abila. Now actually it is one of the ten cities. So when you think about the Greek city, now you remember the Greek world. So the world that John the Baptist was born into. It is Roman world, Greek world, and also Jewish world. Now, my brothers, how this is the world John the Baptist was facing. And this is the same world we are going to face today. Now, let us, let, let's how describe this world. You remember when Jesus died on the cross? There are three languages. Uh, three languages there. Telling the, the king of Jews. Latin. Hebrews. And also Greek. What does Latin mean? What? Latin represents the military and political world of Rome. And the language Greek represents the uh, cultural world of Greek. And Hebrew represents the religious world of Hebrew. So this is total sum of our world. They say crucify him, crucify him. Not only religious world crucify him. 
Including the culture world of Greek also crucify him. Also political and military world of Rome also crucify him. So that's the meaning of the world. It is the world which crucify our Lord. If you if you try to divide into components, you can describe one just like a political world, another one military world, another one is religious world. But no matter what, it was the same world. The same world reject our Lord. The same world who crucified our so for that reason, the Bible said, love not the world. For many young people, they couldn't understand what the meaning of the world. Why the Bible said, love not the world? Now, if you know the definition of the world, if you know that the world, our Lord Jesus was born and when he was when, when he died, what kind of world? We were so hostile to our Lord. Why they have to put our Lord on the cross on the cross? Brothers sisters, now you know this world is a simple world. The sin was so dark. They cannot tolerate any light. Because the true light will expose the true color of the sin. So my brothers and sisters, now when this sinful and evil and crooked world, now of course they don't want light, they don't want savior, they want no one to touch them, they want that world continue forever and forever. When Jesus came to the world as a light of the world, that light was so shining. Everybody uncomfortable. Made every corner in the Roman Empire uncomfortable. When they get involved with those shameful things, so of course they don't want light. They want all the light should be put out. So they can then they can do whatever they want. For that reason, the world rejects the light. The joy, the joy, the, the world has to put out the light. For that reason, they say, crucify him, crucify him. Do away with him. Now, as long as you don't hear that voice, as long as you don't hear that voice, the conscience never bothers you. As long as they don't see the light, they still continue abide in the sea. So, brothers and sisters, that the world our Lord Jesus was born into. And that's why our Lord Jesus would die on the cross. So remember, brothers and sisters, it is the world which crucified our Lord. Today, we 
有的时候我们觉得我们处在这个世界这个地方比别的地方还好。Now, the government will say there's no God.有些政府会说没有神。Because they make that a part of their constitution.他们就把这样的他们的想法记在宪法里头。Because they think there's no no God. So, brothers and sisters, we knew that that was that's what the world. We pray for the brothers and sisters to live in that kind of world. But somehow we think our world is better than that kind of world. But brothers and sisters, remember, no matter what kind of world we live in, now remember. The same world is always the world. Unfortunately, today many people have some. Uh, they, they still have a. They still nourish some hope to the world. They still think in some way we can change the world. But sooner or later, you will know that it's a helpless case. God so loved the world. He will love the people. He will love he uh, he 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 loved the world. He me this means that he loved everyone, every human being in the world. But the world is so corrupt. God never come to save the world. Our Lord Jesus is Savior for individuals. Because God knows very well. The world is under the evil one. For that reason, brothers, don't think too, don't think too highly of any world you live in. If you know that what world we are living in, then you discover. You discover the, how we are going to make ready a people prepared for them. Sometimes we have uh, we have we have great hope in in our environment. But one by one, our dreams broke. Gradually, you think that many things not supposed to be legal, it become legal now. And sometimes you say, now, now today many people just give up the Bible value. But remember, brothers, if you know the nature of the world, you never nourish any hope in this world. So remember. If we know that the the world John the Baptist was born into, how do you describe that world? It is this world that crucified our Lord. 
Why they crucify our Lord? Because they don't see the Christian value. They don't see the moral value given in the Bible. So my brother for that reason. Now, if we really want to make ready a people prepare for the Lord, we should have a correct understanding of our world. Now, when Bible tried to describe the world in the time of John the Baptist, actually, he tried to explain it in even more detail than just three worlds um, uh, described up on the head of the cross. Now, in that uh, plate, we know three languages represent three worlds. That's only in a general term. But now in Luke chapter 3, now even try to describe in a more detailed way. Now, here not only talk about Roman words, talk about Tiberius Caesar. Now, who is Tiberius Caesar? Who was Tiberius Caesar? Now, now remember, brothers and sisters, there are many emperors who, who, who were emperor in, in the Roman Empire. So in the time of the Lord's crucifixion, and in the time of John the Baptist, Tiberius was the emperor. And what kind of emperor was this? I just use a very simple way to describe him. You know, uh, not far from Rome, you have a place called Naples. Naples. Now, in that area, is a famous for summer vacation. Nero and other emperors always have their palace, their, their summer palace there. Now, in that area, you have a small island. That island called, island called Capri Island. Now, today, this island is famous because it is a honeymoon island. Now, why it becomes so famous? It's because Tiberius. Who was the first one to build that island? Make it so beautiful. So, even today, you know, it becomes very famous. But now, in so many islands, why Tiberius especially love that island? For 12 years, he gave up the throne in Rome. He ruled the Roman Empire from that Capri Island. You can imagine. If he created an island like almost like capital. 
It must be very beautiful. For sure, it ought to be one of the honeymoon islands today. But history faithfully records what happened to Tiberias. This not only his capital, this indeed his honeymoon island. Because he fell in love with a beautiful boy. So they lived together. They lived together at least for twelve years. And because of that, he has no taste to go back to Rome. Now the important thing is now for him, Capris is almost the whole world to him. Now do you understand, brothers? When Jesus died was on the cross, he was lived under the rule of Roman Empire. Now as a ruler, a man of power, as a ruler, you rule over everything. How many people under you? How many armies under you? Remember, he as a conqueror, as a ruler, he has ruled over the whole Roman Empire. But unfortunately, he was ruled by sin. He fall under the bondage of sin. He can conquer everybody. But yet he was conquered by sin. You see, my brother says, that's the message. That's why they say, away from him, away from him. But Jesus as our Savior. Why he come to the world? Why he die on the cross? It was under the ruling of Tiberius Caesar. But that's exactly why Jesus died for us on the cross. Why he came as a savior? Brothers and sisters, if he somehow can just save one sinner like Tiberius Caesar, he is willing to shed blood. He is willing to die for us on the cross. But unfortunately, million upon million, many, many sinners, brothers and sisters, because they are so sinful, their, their sin was so shameful, they reject the true light. They reject the true Savior. They don't want the Savior. In order for their conscience to become clear, become uh, peaceful. Brothers and sisters, away from him. Away from him. For that reason, Jesus died for us on the cross. So now you see, brothers, how you are going to face such a crooked, hostile world? The only solution is the cross. That's why our Lord Jesus died for everybody on the cross. 
So remember, brothers and sisters. That's the world. When you see the Roman Empire, who is on the throne? Sometimes we have too much dream for the great leader, leader. 有的时候我们对那个坐在王位上的领导人抱着太大的希望 Don't forget, brothers If you really know the history very well 如果你能够很清楚地认识 Even if you know the history of this country very well 如果你知道这是美国的历史 Sometimes you are so disappointed 你就会很失望 Why those things happen in certain places 为什么在某些地方发生这样的事情呢? Brothers and sisters, that's the reason why we are called to make ready a people prepare for the Lord. Then how about the Pontius Pilate? Now he must be a strong, uh, he must be a strong governor. But brother sisters, can you believe that? that he three times he claimed that he couldn't find any fault with our Lord Jesus. Now the law in Roman Empire was very famous. According to that law, our Lord Jesus ought to be liberated. But why he was still on the cross? Who did that? Of course, Jewish people have no way, no right to condemn people, to, to, to crucify people. Only one who has a right to do that. And also, he must be representative of Roman Empire. Now you know very well. When our Lord Jesus was under, uh, was judged by Pontius Pilate. If you read for gospel carefully, isn't that interesting? You will ask one question. Who is the judge in that judgment hall? Pilate or our Lord Jesus? But anyway, brothers and sisters, finally, we were told that the voice of multitude prevails. Tell you, brothers and sisters, in the history of Roman Empire, if you know the power of Roman Empire, Roman Empire always has the last word. Pontius Pilate definitely will represent the whole Roman Empire to have the last word. No one can change that. But remember, this is the first time in history of Roman Empire. We were told that the voice of multitude prevailed. And Roman Empire had to yield to that voice. 
Now you see, brothers. This is the world. Where, this is the world when, uh, when John the Baptist was in the wilderness. So when you analyze this Roman world, you see the emperor. You see the governor. Now let's come back to the Greek world. Now Bible did not talk too much here. But then we just then we can touch upon the upon the Jewish world. Now normally we think of the Jewish world, we also think of the the uh, the uh, the three three uh, chief priest and uh, scribe and elders. But strictly speaking, if you talk about the political situation at that time, even Roman emperor did not rule Jewish world directly. He want to rule the whole thing indirectly. So that's the role of the hero of the great. And then you find the hero of the great indeed become the king of the Jews. Now, brother, sister, who was king the great? Who was the hero of the great? And who were their, their, his children? Now, if you know very well, Nero was only half Jews. He was not a real Jew. Strictly speaking, he was an Edomite. Now, his father became the governor of Edomia. Now, why in the Bible you have Edomia? It's about hundred, about two hundred years before Christ. There was a first, uh, first uh, uh, empire, first empire in in, in in the area of Red Sea. Now that kingdom, that kingdom is called Nabatean Kingdom. Now, if you know the firstborn of Jeremiah, if you know the firstborn of uh, and, uh, of uh, Ishmael, and then there you know that Nabatian simply means the the, the the kingdom belonged to the firstborn of uh, of Ishmael. So in the beginning. You know, that kingdom, that empire was in the area of Jordan, in the area of Petra. But then, you, you, and then gradually they moved, they migrated to, to the area of Idumea. And you also remember the story. Now, Jewish people, how they were captured into Babylon. So those who live in the area of Edom, they move gradually to this part of the world. Now, brothers and sisters, if you know the story of Jacob, and you remember how Jacob, 
has cheated his father. He not only got the firstborn birthright from his father, his brother. And he also tried to cheat uh, from his father the, the blessings. Now you know the story very well. So instead of bless Esau wrongly and his father blessed Jacob. Now because of that blessing, almost nothing left for 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 for, for uh, for Edom, for, for Esau. Because in that blessing, now, Edom always under, under Jacob. It's always the case. But finally, when Jacob plead with his father, no, sorry, uh, when Esau plead with his father, and finally, Isaac gave him something like this. He said, Behold, your dwelling shall be of fatness of the earth and of the dew heaven from above. Uh, Genesis 27. Then Isaac's father answered and said to him, Behold, your dwelling shall be of the uh, of the fatness of the earth. And of the dew of heaven from above. Be your sword, you shall live. And you shall serve your brother. It shall come to pass. When you become when you become uh, restless, that you shall break his yoke from your neck. Now, according to Chinese translation, when you become stronger, you shall break his yoke from your neck. Now, this is a wonderful prophecy. When it is fulfilled, when you become strong, that means in the time of Nabatean kingdom. And then, remember, indeed, he breaks his yoke and from your neck. And something interesting. Instead of, instead of, uh, instead of, uh, uh, now the situation even reverse. Normally, you shall serve your brother. But one day, your brother will serve you, will be under you. Now, when this prophecy be fulfilled, in the time of our Lord, when you see the the hero, the great, the Edomite, became the king of the Jews. All the Jews should subject to this king. So you see, my brother, sisters, now that's the situation, political situation, actually is not the Jews rule over Jews. Actually, it's the Edomite who rule over the Jews. Now, that's 
judge that this something very very unusual. So that's what we read in the four gospels. So you see, brothers, political speaking. And you find that now the Edomite should be their king. They, they, these are half Jews. You cannot say they are they do not subject to their self rule. They still have some kind of self rule. On the one hand, they will say we rule ourselves. On the other hand, it is was Edomite who rule over them. So you see, my brother sister, when you see this situation, now you see the Roman world. You see the Jewish world. Even if this Jewish world, if you really believe that God is God of Jacob, in some way you should receive the blessing from God. But now, brother sister, this situation just reversed. When you see something abnormal, now you know that that's the world which we are facing today. Of course, brothers and sisters, today we can see our world. We can see our world. We also can see the part of our world. And we also can see the situation with the Christian dumb. And when you're facing the world of Christians, now my brother sisters, the lesson you can learn, it's just like described in the Bible. Now, Edom in the Bible always signify our flesh. Especially talking about ourselves. Think about brothers and sisters. Today, in one hand, I say we are ourselves. But another thing, strictly speaking, we are not ourselves. But anyway, brothers and sisters, this is the world we are facing today. Today's world is the same world. Remember the world who crucified our Lord. It is today's world. So how we are going to face this world? How we are going to change this world? Somehow, in some way, if we can change the world, we can rescue our children. Not being defiled by this world. Now you know today when you today now you 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 thank the Lord for your children. On the one hand, you are so happy. But on the other hand, when you send them out, you not only worry, you also pray. But you know very well what kind of world we are in today. So if you are facing such a world, are we going to talk about making ready people prepare for the Lord? Thank the Lord. Now John Baptist learned the lesson. 
He was in the spirit and the power of Elijah. So he ought to learn the lesson Elijah has learned. So now we want to ask. What kind of world facing Elijah in this time? But before we're doing that, let's come to a very simple lesson of Elijah. Now, you remember the story of Elijah's Victoria experience in Mount Carmel. And how he defeated 450 false prophets. You know, these people all worship Baal. You know, Elijah only served God himself. So at that time, the world is the world of worship of Baal. So how are you going to change the world? Now, it is true. By the grave, he had a wonderful overcoming experience in Mount Carmel. So we all remember his victory. But after that, there is another lady called Jezebel. Now Jezebel has her promise. Has promised. He definitely will kill uh, Elijah. So after Elijah heard the news, he fled for his life. And you know the story very well. And then he all the way he went to uh, went to uh, uh, Sinai, And then he hid in a cave. Now actually at that time you know very well. Now, when he ran very fast, when he came to the wilderness of Bathsheba, and then the Bible was telling us he was under a bush. And then, he, he, now he was so depressed, he, he wished that God would take his life. Now, depression is something we know today. Now we know this happened to many people today. But we never imagine this this depression also happened to the Elijah, one of the great prophets in Old Testament. So at that time God just said to the angel. Now prepare the food for Elijah. Now, of course, you know Elijah really exhausted himself. He was in the Holy Spirit. He was filled with the Holy Spirit. And that's why he ran very fast. Even ahead of the chariot of Ahab. He he overstretched his body, or physical strength. Now, when someone, the physical strength is to the very end. Definitely you will be very depressed. You will be depressed. So only one way out is very simple. 
Just try to feed him very well. Let him sleep well, let him eat well. Then you find that the depression will be gone. It was like that in the wilderness. But finally, he still go to, he still went to the Mount, uh, Mount of God. And then, uh, then, uh, Let's 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 go to the First Kings and chapter nineteen, verse eleven. Because he was hiding in a cave. And God said to him, Go out. What what is the what's the depression? Depression simply means somehow you hide in your own cave. So now you have to obey the word of God. Go out. You should never always put yourself inside the shell. And then we read the Bible. Then he said, Go out and stand on the mountain before the Lord. And behold, the Lord passed by. A great and strong wind tore into the mountains and broke the rocks in pieces before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. And after in the wind, an earthquake. But the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after earthquake, a fire. But the Lord was not in the fire. Think about it. The fire, the earthquake, the wind. This is all something dramatic. But when you see those dramatic phenomena, the Bible said the Lord was not in it. But one thing is very important. After the fire, a still small voice. Brothers and sisters, this voice is not as big as an earthquake. Not like strong wind. Not like a dramatic fire. A still small voice. And the Lord is in. After 400 years of silence, now hear a voice in the wilderness. And God was in that voice. With that voice, God is going to do something beyond your imagination. Now, my brother sisters, after you are saved, you are always looking for some dramatic experience. When you experience something dramatic, you think that you or the Lord is in it. No, brother, sister. When you are saved, first believe in the Lord, the Holy Spirit already dwells in your spirit. And he always speaks to you through a still small voice. Brothers and sisters, don't never let that voice.
Listen to that still small voice. In that still small voice, something is coming. God is going to do something. But unfortunately, many Christians neglect that still small voice. They are looking for some dramatic experience. They depend on their flesh. They depend on their wisdom. They want to change the world. They send people to the Congress. And they try many ways. But brothers and sisters, the only way they never try still small voice. In past years, you have tried many ways. You want to change the world. You think this person is no good. Let's have another president. Then we have another sister, another fifth president. Again, your dream is broken. So, my brother and sister, we try everything big. We simply never try a still small voice. Brothers, if you obey the still small voice, then you are able to make ready a people prepare for the Lord. Now, you may not believe me now. But if you read on, you will understand what I mean. So it was when Elijah heard it that he wrapped the face in his mantle and went out and stood in the entrance of the cave. Suddenly a voice came to him and said, What are you doing here, Elijah? Remember, this is all part of still small voice. And then what Elijah said. Now you know why he was depressed. He is filled with himself. I have been very zealous for the Lord God of hosts. Because the children of heaven, Israel, have forsaken your covenant. Torn down your altars. And kill your prophets with the sword. I alone. And they seek to take my life. That's the problem, brothers and That's the cause of depression. I alone am 
剩下我一个人。He was wrong. 他错了。Brother sister, he was too big. 他太大了。When he said, "I alone am left." 当他说只剩下我一个人。He was deceived by himself. 他被自己欺骗。He did not know himself. 他不认识自己。It takes the still small voice to make you know yourself. 你需要那个微小的声音来认识你自己。Elijah overestimated himself. 以以利亚他反应过度了。Brother sister, now it needs a still small voice. 你需要一个微小的声音。Make him smaller. 让他比让他自己变小一点。He's too big. 他太大了。Now how do we know he's too big? 你怎么知道他太大了呢 ？Now if you read the last verse. Yet I have reserved seven thousand Israel, all whose knees have not bowed to Baal, and every mouth that has not kissed him. 怎么知道他太大了？十八节，但我在以色列人中为自己留下七千人，是未曾向巴力屈膝的。He thought I alone am left. 以利亚以为他只有自己一个人了。God said no. 神说不是的。There are another seven thousand. 神说还有七千人。Just like you. You are depressed. You are thinking you are only overcome. You are depressed. You are thinking you are only overcome. But I will tell you. The overcomer, just like you, there are seven thousand. Do you see that, brothers and sisters? This is always the effect of still small voice. Always make you smaller. So, my brothers and sisters. If you really obey the voice of the Holy Spirit, it always make you smaller. When you are smaller, you are cured. When you are smaller, you are no longer depressed. So, brothers and sisters, I pray that many people their depression was cured not because of taking drugs. Just because you listen to the still small voice, and then you find that you are become so small. You are only one in seven thousand. Do you remember? Originally, you think you are one. 起初你以为你只有一个人。Now you are one divided by seven thousand. 但是现在你被一被除以七千了。You are so small, brother. 又很小了。Originally, you are big. 你以为你以为你很大吗 ？You see, brother, sister. 弟兄姊妹。That's the cure. 那个就是那个医治的方法。That's the power. 那就是能力。Now, brothers, it is this world make us depressed. 弟兄姊妹，是这个世界让我们沮丧了。This world. Trod us upon as a foot. That's why make us depressed. Now, my brothers and sisters, thank the Lord. Only the still small voice will rescue you. But remember, before this statement, the Lord said to him, "What to do?" Said to Elijah, "What to do?" Then the Lord said to him. Go return on your way to the wilderness of Damascus. And when you arrive, anoint Hazel as king over Syria. Also, you shall anoint Jehu the son of Nimshi as king over Israel. And Elisha the son of Shaphat of Abel Behola, you shall anoint as prophet. In your place. 并高亚伯米和拉人
Remember, at that time, now in Syria, it was Behada was the king. That God said, go and anoint Hazel as a king over Syria. Now, at that time in Israel, you know, it was Joran was the king. And the Lord said, You shall anoint Jehu, the son of Nimshi, as the king over Israel. Change the throne. Change the world. Isn't that wonderful, brothers? Now, if you listen to that still small voice, the Lord said, Go and change the world. Now, brothers, if you read carefully, now, in what way Elijah was doing that? If you really read the first Kings, you discover it was not Elijah, but Elisha who anointed Hazel as the king of Assyria. It was not Elijah, but Elisha who anointed Jehu the son as king of Israel. Isn't that interesting? On the one hand, change the world. On the other hand, you do not change the world. It is Elisha who changed the world. Do you see that? Now, what are you going to do? You have to anoint Elisha as prophet in your place. Now, brothers and sisters, you discover something very interesting. To change the world is not your business. To change the world is the business of Elijah. Now, important thing is, how you are going to treat Elijah? Now, who is Elijah? Now you, you understand very well. Now, if you study the Bible carefully, Elisha is a type of Christ. You remember one day our Lord Jesus went to a village called Naim. He raised the son of the widow. Now after that, the Bible says, the fear came upon all. And they glory to God. And say, a great prophet has risen up among us. Now, why say that? Because you remember in the time of Elisha, it was Elisha who raised the, 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 the son of woman of Shunan. Now, Shunan and the Nain in the same hill called Hill of Morak. You see that, brother sister? The same, it is very clear. Now, when people see what the Lord has done in Nain, immediately they remind them of the great prophet Elisha. So it is very clear. Now, if you study the life of Elisha, in the life of Elisha, 
It reminds you of Christ. And not only that, you remember in the, in the, in the life of Eli, in the time of Elisha, how Naaman, the, 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 how Naaman, uh, the general of Syria, and he went to uh, Jordan and, uh, his, uh, 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 and how his uh, leprosy was cured. So our Lord Himself even mentioned the story. So it is very clear. When our Lord was on earth, remember how He healed many lepers. If you analyze the, 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 the miracles of Elisha, Remember one of the one of the story. Now our Lord Elisha tried to feed one hundred with twenty loaves. Now that really tells us when our Lord was on earth, how he feed five thousand with five loaves. So it is very clear. The relationship between Elijah and Elisha. Just like the relationship between John the Baptist and our Lord. They're just, uh, they, you know, they only, uh, you, you see, the, uh, so, so, and John the Baptist is only Herod. And then, so, 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 so then, when people ask John the Baptist, Who are you? He said, I'm not Christ. Only Christ will change the whole world. He changed the world by dying for the world. He changed the world by giving up his life for the world. So, George, so John the Baptist said, I'm not Christ. I'm only a voice. But remember, if you really follow that voice, brothers and sisters, we ought to go out and change the world. Because that exactly that still small voice. But in reality, at the very end, it's all done by Elijah. All done by our Lord. Now, brothers and sisters, you're even getting smaller. You have done so much. But, brothers and sisters, you're supposed to be very big. But because you know that it's all done by our Lord. I have no contribution. May he increase. May I decrease. What does that mean? May, may, may I get smaller and smaller. The more I want to change the world, you discover it is Christ who changed the world. Christ is able to change the world. The world, the Christ is able to change this hostile world. Because he died for us. He gave up his life. He is our Savior. We are not. That's the way how we make ready the people prepare for the Lord. 
so message is clear. We ought to change the world. Following the still small voice. At the very end, you know who will do the work. Who will accomplish his will? The important thing is, are you willing to follow the still small voice? So may the Lord really speak to our hearts. Here's the message for this morning. So, brothers and sisters, feel free to have any uh, to, to lead us in prayer.